Next on BYU Sports Nation, Childs, please. Yoli Childs in studio as the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, but is he the WCC Player of the Year? Fresh off the win over number two Gonzaga, do the Cougars need at least one NCAA tournament win to validate the season? Plus, the Cougars make another big jump in their NCAA tournament resume, and BYU has another top ten team. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, February 25th, wherever, however you're connected. Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Jimmer Fredette Birthday Party Planning Committee Chairman, Jerem Jordan. Apparently, his Jimmerness is 31 today. So next year, 32 will be 32, which is fun. So happy birthday to uh, Jimmer. And a timely one. When uh, BYU did the intro video, they had Jimmer Fredette on the uh, big screen Saturday night. And he that said, was awesome. Out. And that used to be more of a ba- uh, thing like a decade ago. Like, you'd have this guest that would show up in the video and go, lights out, you know, like that. And uh, boom, the lights go down and the... The uh, big banner goes up, and uh, the video starts. So 31 years old for uh, Jimmer, who played Brandon Davies Friday, which is pretty cool. So he's still kicking. I think uh, Jimmer has several more years playing professional basketball left in him, and it's been fun to see him in a relevant league on a relevant team. Not Coached just by Rick ran- Pitino. Right, randomly in China, and we're like, what happened? Who's he playing? You know, and he scored how many? You know, it's, he's scoring way less, but he's on a way better team. Every time I celebrate a 30th birthday in my circles, I can't help but think about the line from Three Amigos. When they celebrate El Wapo's birthday, he's obviously Mm -hmm. like almost 50, but his buddy says, today you are 33 years old, and he's like 53. Or like the 17th or 20th time. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, Jimmer, congratulations. Happy actual 31st birthday. Jimmer will always be like 24. You know what I mean? He'll just be young forever. Because it's in our minds, he's right. that, like Danny. Is Danny Ainge his real age to you, or is he the kid that made the layup against Notre Dame? In my mind, he's the kid that made the layup, and he's the guy that fought Tree Rollins, and he's the Celtic, <laughs> right? In his thirties or whatever. Yes. Yeah, you, you put certain people in. Like right. I, I hope Danny's I'm the this best. guy forever. You Dan, know Danny's I mean? the best. Danny was at the game. He yeah. watched BYU beat Gonzaga. Dale Murphy, it's good Daniel to see Sorensen, yeah. Fred Warren, like. The the cast of characters that showed up were awesome. There were several angels at the game, as a matter. Normally, of fact. we're trying to crack the top fifty most important people in the building. We were in the top two hundred, you know, and guns against Gonzaga. You know, maybe five hundred. We were nobodies, <laughs> which is we're pretty used to at this point. You know, <laughs> still nobodies. Here is today's show lineup featuring a couple of nobodies. Yoli Childs is somebody. He's in studio. He has, has he officially turned the page to Pepperdine, or is he still riding that high of beating Gonzaga? BYU basketball's latest big jump in their tournament resume, plus top five Tuesday, and we feature BYU Batcat Jared Lesser. The Cougars coming off a 14-inning thriller. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Yoli Childs, March Madness Player of the Week, West Coast Conference Player of the Week, College Insider Ludolson Player of the Year Award, Player of the Week. He's done it all at Santa Clara. Yoli scored 22 points, had 11 rebounds, ho-hum, double-double. Gonzaga, however, he put up 28-10 and had three assists, a couple of steals, and a block in that huge win over then number two Gonzaga. The Cougars, 
at Pepperdine this Saturday, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, live on CBS Sports Network. I just saw this. KSL Sports said one AP voter admitted to forgetting to rank BYU hoops in the top 25. Could BYU be 16th? Come on, with man! The, with, with the one vote or something? What in the world? That's hilarious and weird. BYU men's basketball remains number 14 in the net rankings. The sorting tool the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee uses with March Madness. Also, Andy Katz has named BYU his National Team of the Week. After then, number 23, BYU beat then number 2, Gonzaga. 91-78 Saturday in Pro. Mickey Yauhiainen is the MPSF Defensive Player of the Week. He averaged two blocks a set in the Cougars' sweeps over Concordia and USC last week. Currently leads BYU with 52 total blocks. BYU still number 2. Behind Hawaii in the national rankings, cannot wait for that matchup in a couple of weeks. BYU will take on number 13 Stanford in the Smithfield House Saturday, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, live on BYU TV. A couple of weeks. It's next week, baby. It's next week. It's next week. Let's go. Women's track and field moves up a couple of spots to number nine nationally. This is the highest ranking since 2012. Ladies are killing it. Cougars head back to Seattle where they were two weeks ago for the MPSF Championships in Seattle this week. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball rising from the ashes. Seriously, 11 months ago, I sent out a poll question on Twitter asking, how many wins do you think BYU basketball will have next year? The majority of people that responded, almost 1,000, Said 18 or fewer. Granted, that was right after or Dave fewer. Rose left. Mark, fewer. Mark Pope had not been announced. Yoli Childs was probably going pro. There was no, no, no Jake Toulson. Was going there was no Alex Barcelo. Yeah. So I understand the trepidation. But here we are. BYU now projected as a six seed in the NCAA tournament at 23 and seven with Yoli, with TJ, with Jake, with Alex Barcelo, and with Mark Pope. They just beat second rate Gonzaga. Jerem, after adjusting expectations, is it now what or bust for BYU basketball this season? It's win a game in the NCAA tournament. This team is too good not to go and win one. Um, certainly, we will celebrate this team regardless of what happens the rest of the way. Uh, but hopefully, we have more moments. I'm hoping that Gonzaga, beating number two Gonzaga, is uh, we're debating whether that was the best moment or not of the season. Because right now, it's clearly the best moment. But I hope that we're celebrating BYU getting to a Sweet 16 and saying, you know what? This is the third best team in BYU history. You know, And, and having that conversation of, where do they rank all time? That would be awesome. BYU has to go to the tourney, and they have to win. We have to adjust expectations, in my opinion. Things change. Um, if you, listen, if you make X and then you get a, a house in a certain kind of car, right? You, what, if you doubled, what if you doubled your income? You could still keep the house in the car and spend it in other ways, right? But typically, you know, you make some upgrades. And the upgrade in this situation is expectations for BYU and what they could do. Uh, they're going to be second in the West Coast Conference, which is awesome. They're going to have another chance at a quad one win with St. Mary's. They're going to have another chance at a quad one game if they do that, uh, if it's St. Mary's and they win and they play Gonzaga again. Then you go to the tourney, and it's like, win a game. BYU's got to win a game. Got to win a game. You can't be top five offensive efficiency, have this senior group, and this amazing situation that BYU has had with who they played and what they've done and and not win in the NCAA tournament. So I say, yeah, got to win the NCAA tournament. Logic alone would suggest that BYU will be favored to win a game in the tournament yeah. based on Top seven where they're seed. going to sure. be seeded. So if BYU is a seven, 
six or gulp even better seed than that, man, then you should expect the Cougars to win that game. They will be favored to win a game in the tournament. If you get into that 8-9 scenario, it's a pick toss-up. Yeah. But BYU now is, is screaming towards a 7 or better seed. Got to be Pepperdine, take care of business in Vegas. But I think that BYU, at the worst, will do one of those two things. Either beat Pepperdine or win the semifinal in Las Vegas. Hopefully they do both and have another shot at Gonzaga in the championship game to help the metrics and keep them on par with that six or maybe five seed. BYU, yes, needs to win a game now because of where they have ascended to. A top 20 team, according to the media, you, you should win one game in the tournament. And one almost feels a little general. Like, let's, not be, let's not be scared of, as a top 20 team, winning a game and feeling like if the Cougars lost and were upset in the first round, it would it would be it wouldn't be a disappointing end of the season. That, that would sting. It would be disappointing. Absolutely, that'd be disappointing. Given the, what's the high, the BYU can beat the number two team in the country. What's the low? The low is not that low. What's the low? BYU losing lost at U- San Francisco. I would say to Utah, maybe right. Um, San Francisco, one of the those are quad twos. Those those are top one hundred teams, right? One hundred ish. The low is not low, and the way BYU is playing right now is fantastic. So yeah, I I'm very excited. Am I going to say I expect a Sweet 16? No. Will I be shocked? No. I th- a couple weeks ago, um, we, I was like, no, 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 the Sweet 16, what are we saying? After that game, I'm like, no, no, no. I totally believe BYU could win two. Isn't it interesting? I'm not going to expect, though. No, yeah, round of 32 or bust, but isn't yeah. it interesting that that Sweet 16 thing that Jay Billis put out was like, whoa. Now Gary Parrish and Seth Davis are saying Dark Horse Final Four, and it's like, Okay. No, it's let's, uh, let's, it's, let's win one game and then see what happens. It's not even dark horse now. It's like it's, but they feel like if you're yeah, if you're like a six, it's pretty reasonable to think you could be in the Sweet Sixteen, right? We'll see. Topic two: lots of fun debate over the weekend on the socials. So let's join the debate. Which was the bigger home win for Los Cougars Saturday over Gonzaga or 2011 over San Diego State? Jerem, it's the win against Gonzaga, and that takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Second-ranked Gonzaga ties for the highest-ranked opponent BYU basketball has ever beaten in a home venue. you got to go all the way back to 1965 when BYU beat second-ranked St. Joseph's. I remember that one. Jameer Nelson's grandpa. Yeah, and uh, Dick Demelka just getting buckets in the field house. That was a, that was a great game. It is the highest-ranked team BYU has beaten at the Marriott Center. And I know, I heard all about it last night on social media. In fact, I'm still getting blown up right now. Oh, Spencer, so much recency bias. You weren't at the game in 2011. You don't know. How dare you? On Jimmer's birthday, what's wrong with you? How can you do this? Who cares if you were at the game or not? That has no bearing on this. Exactly. It doesn't. I, it was amazing to watch from yes. Palm Springs, California. Was it better in person? Yes, but it was amazing for everybody. It does not. I'm just looking. I pull back, and I thought, okay. Where do I project Gonzaga to finish this season? I think Gonzaga is going to go to the Final Four. I really do. I think they are that good. That's not a hot take. No, it's not. They're a one seed. I am projecting that Gonzaga will be in another Final Four under Mark Few. They're so good. BYU played incredibly tough and well at home. It was an, it was an unbelievable effort by the fans, yeah. by athletic marketing, by the team, by the staff. Magical night. And it took a magical night to beat the second-ranked team in the country. I think Gonzaga will prove to be a better team than San Diego State was in 2011 when the Certainly. dust settles. Yeah, they, San Diego State went to a Sweet 16. 
So that plays into a, a lot seed. of it. And it kind of is compared to when we talked about, oh, did BYU just win their greatest football game of independence when they beat Boise State? And Boise State finished with 11 wins. And it's like now in the conversation, right? Because they won 11 but games. But we don't want to give Boise State that much credit. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I'm okay giving I Gonzaga, give Gonzaga all, hoops I'm, I'm okay giving Gonzaga all the credit. They, they go to like the – they like compete for a national championship. Boise State's never competed for a national title. Yes. They've never competed. That's no. true. No, that's no, true. That's right? true. San Diego State had struggled against BYU. BYU kind of owned them in the Marriott Center, even when they were great. I know they were 20-0, and 0, but – uh, correct me if I'm wrong, BYU was a favorite in the game in 2011. BYU was a favorite according to Las Vegas. Yeah, they were both in the top ten. Why wouldn't BYU okay, wouldn't at, be home. at home? Yeah, BYU's a favorite. Four versus six or something? Or, or nine? Or On Saturday, the, top 10? the Cougars were not a favorite against Gonzaga. Uh, we expected a close game, but Gonzaga had won six straight overall against BYU. BYU is a big underdog. And projecting, I think the Zags are going to prove that this was a bigger win for BYU. This is a tough conversation to have, and I don't know which one was better. I was at both, like you mentioned. They were both unbelievable. They were both amazing. Uh, you, you could argue Gonzaga, bigger upset, right? San Diego State, BYU was a top 10 team. Yet you could argue you have the National Player of the Year, and the conversation was much bigger nationally after the San Diego State-BYU game. Kevin Durant's tweeting, Jim Fredette's the greatest scorer in the world. Yeah. Like, no one was tweeting about Yoli Childs, right, it, it, in, in the same ilk. People were tweeting about Yoli. But that was so fun. So... Pick what you want. Do you want the bigger upset and number two and senior night and haven't made the tourney and my pent-up frustration theory pays off, right? Do you have a payoff and the Rock gets something? Or do you have San Diego State where it was like, oh, top 10, team Jimmer, 43, Kevin Durant, first court storm. So this was the, the Second aftershock, if you will. Yeah. I'm not going to stand on either of these hills. I love both these games. I can't tell you. They were both wow, amazing. Really? I'm not going to have an opinion. Well, I do have an opinion. <laughs> it's that both were amazing. I don't care which one was better. They were both awesome. We're splitting hairs, right? We're splitting hairs. Yes. You got to yes. take it in context. And it's good to have hair to split. Okay. Let's discuss something and see if Jeremy has an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> I have an opinion on everything, but that exactly. one I'm like, they're both awesome. I don't know. Yoli Childs has won like every player of the week award that we can think of, including the West Coast Conference player of the week. Will Yoli Childs or any BYU player be the West Coast Conference player of the year? Yoli Childs should be the West Coast Conference player of the year. Let's talk. Let's talk. Phillip? Jerome. So, so Gonzaga, what did they do that's negative in this regard? They don't have a dominant player. Their best player is Philip Patrushev. Now, look at Philip Felipe. Look at his numbers. He averages about 18 a game. That's sixth in the league. This is conference numbers only, remember. It's yes. not all numbers yes. Yes. in this uh, accounting. Fourth in rebounds, first in field goal percentage. Childs, first in points, third in boards, third in field goal percentage. And BYU is the hot team the hot pick they're the one that's climbed guess what people get used to greatness they really do and Gonzaga uh, like should Mark Few be the uh, coach of the year every year yeah you know who's gonna get coach of the year Mark Pope, Mark Pope will because he's first year he's in the league da, da, da. I think Yoli Child should be the player of the year the performance he had against Gonzaga late um, the, the voting it'll come out next week we'll know I think by a hair that Yoli Childs will be the West Coast Conference player of the year in my incredibly biased opinion. BYU and Yoli Childs just beat the best 
uh, front court in America, according to most people. And Yoli Child scored yes. 28 points and had 10 rebounds against Timmy and Patrushev and a loaded Gonzaga lineup. Like, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, all those guys. I Killy. Mean, Killy, Killy and, and Tilly, Tilly as yes. well. Tilly, Kimmy, and Pat. Can they just get some easier names? Come on, man. How good is that front court? So, yeah, Yoli Childs took a major step forward by doing what he did against Gonzaga. Uh, Potrushev is a really, really solid player. But with, with what, I mean, if you want to talk about recency he, bias, what Childs just did to, get right. to Gonzaga, advantage Yoli. And, and also, BYU's 15-2 and two with Yoli Childs in the lineup. Like if, yeah, right. If any Gonzaga player is going to win, it's going to be Potrushev. And if any BYU player wins, it's going to be Childs. No doubt. And then he will have come back and bang, player of the year. Remember, you don't have to be on the best team to win it. Kyle Collins had all those triple doubles, and I think BYU finished in third. Or something that year, maybe they were second. Haas win it when BYU didn't win the conference as well. Right, it yeah. it it doesn't matter. And Gonzaga sort of cannibalizes the individuals in their balance, which is a great thing for uh, a lot of teams. But it's nice to have a, a like a dominant player, right? Our question of the day: It is focusing on debate. Which was the bigger home win for BYU basketball Saturday against second-ranked Gonzaga, or all the way back to Jimmer Mania in 2011 and that electric Marriott Center atmosphere? The, against the Aztecs of San Diego State. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Ames Flames on Twitter. She sent us some uh, spicy uh, ketchup shirts, by the way. We are talking about Whataburger. Whataburger. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Those are awesome. (laughs) Great. I appreciate her response, too. Why? Because she agrees with me. Gonzaga, (laughs) after all the struggles of this season, Yoli's suspension and injury, Gavin Baxter's injury, Jesse Wade's injury, Zach Selyus' injury, not to mention Jake Toulson turning his ankle. And cutting his face in the game. Uh, In the two biggest wins in league, he's had an injury in the game and stayed in there, by the way. And a brand-new coaching staff. This win was huge. Gonzaga was ranked number two. BYU number 23. A much bigger separation in ranking than 2011. Hashtag BYUS. And I'll throw in the fact that Gonzaga had beaten BYU six straight times. This was just a different beast. Right. And that 2011 team gets as high as third in their Sweet 16, and they have National Player of the Year. So it's just like there's just a lot of greatness there, right? Yes. The the element of surprise and uh, over expe- over uh, exceeding expectations from, say, a year ago, to now has been the curve that uh, you can sit on in, in the argument for this year. Both are awesome. It's been very different ways, but they're going about it in an awesome way. Yeah, people say, oh, apples and oranges. It really feels that way. Right. Or if you're Ralph, Ralph Wiggum and you're in the back of the bus and they're tossing him down and, and he goes, go banana! <laughs> yeah, it just gets stuck, right? Yeah, that's that one. <laughs> Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Yolik Child's in the house. He should be player of the league. Player of the year in the league. Yeah. He is the West Coast Conference player of the week. You know he's still riding high, but as he flipped the page to Pepperdine, this is BYU Sports Nation. Does he think he should be the player of the year? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tonight for BYU Basketball with Mark Pope as the coach and Alex Barcelo sit down with Greg Rubel plus the film room and Deep Blue with Yoli Childs. He's pretty good at the basketball. Watch it tonight at 8 Eastern. Pacific on the BYU TV app. I do want to mention, we have closed the seat link. We think we're going to have just a massive crowd tonight. We're very excited about it. If you do want to show up, we, do, we will have a standby line and kind of a, uh, an auxiliary area where we're going to put a screen down and still have a camera in there and, and you can still be a part of the show that way if you want to show up. So don't feel like you can't show up if you don't want to. 
Welcome back to Studio B. We are live with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. Happy 31st birthday to Jimmer Fredette. And we welcome in a guy who is uh, making a name for himself as well at BYU, Yoli Childs, current West Coast Conference Player of the Week, one of the BYU all-time greats. Yoli, nice to have you in studio. Uh, Yoli? Appreciate you guys having me on, as always. By the way, you've officially climbed into the first team on my All-Decade team. It's, yeah? It's official. Wow. Yeah. Took, I had you there originally. Wow. You yeah, know that, that's, right? That's yeah. beautiful. That's, you you, you uh, accosted me after a uh, practice to discuss. <laughs> I just wanted. Day. I just wanted to hear your logic. That's all. Yeah, and uh, now it now it feels foolish. So I've changed my mind. You're on the first team. Oh, that's love. Did I wait Appreciate till you were pressuring me in studio? Perhaps. <laughs> but here we are. You didn't pressure me. I just did it. So yeah. It just sat down. He's like, okay, you're on the first. You team. You know what? You're taller than I remember. Uh, have you come down from the high of, of Saturday, or are you still kind of riding that? Yeah, for sure. Um, what? I, I'm sorry. That's just how we are. Everyone on our team is. and uh, We had a great practice yesterday, and uh, we're just really focused on Pepperdine. They're a really good team, and we're really excited for the opportunity to get better and uh, show that we're continuing to improve. But sorry, we're not going to move on to Pepperdine in this conversation until the end. Is that, right. is that okay? That's fine. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> we have some fun things to discuss. Yes, there are. Okay. Uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you and your wife, Megan, were part of a fireside Sunday night, and uh, from what we hear, it was packed, just like the Marriott Center. Um, what was that experience like for you coming off the high of a win and then going into a situation like that? It was awesome. Um, I was really looking forward to it, and uh, it was definitely a lot easier after a win than after a loss. So <laughs> um, it was fun, and uh, it's always really inspiring, especially to speak to the youth and uh, I love hearing my wife speak as well. She's she's really talented, so um, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it was a great environment. Different than the Marriott Center, but a great environment. No one stormed the chapel? They didn't storm the <laughs> chapel, no. Gotcha. Uh, if you had free cookies or something, maybe they'd do that after. But uh, let's let's talk about it. It's been a couple days since Saturday. How would you describe the events that happened Saturday? Because that was a night you'll remember for the rest of your life. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, I've just – every time I think about it, it seems like a movie. You know, it's just – such a storybook feel and um, it's crazy because life never goes how you expect it to or how you want it to and uh, so when it does it feels pretty good and uh, just so many things leading up to it you know just all the emotions of senior night you know last game is with this team on the home court Um, just to be able to win the way we did with fight with toughness and, and playing together was it was an incredible experience I'll remember it forever for sure. I think I can make like a top 25 list of all the amazing poetic storylines that existed just within that game, including your final bucket at the Marriott Center, which is a hammer down dunk. And then just a, just so much emotion coming out after that. Uh, what does it mean to you to have those two points be your final points in the Marriott Center? I'm just so happy I can dunk again with this stupid finger. (laughs) Like, when I couldn't dunk, I was just sitting there like, I don't know how you guards do this. Basketball is just, it's not as fun when you can't can't try to pull the rim off. So um, it it was definitely fun to be feeling a lot more healthy. And, um, yeah, it was was fun. It's definitely uh, one of the 20-plus poetic things in the game. It It was cool. So you crossed the threshold with your finger at some point where, okay, I'm okay kind of making contact with the rim then? Yeah, yeah. I kind of try to hang on it with the base of my hand a little more. but Yeah, yeah, us yeah. too. We get that high. Yeah. You, guys know. Palm up there. you guys we know. You guys know the deal. Yeah. We're above the rim kind of guys. <laughs> that, that, this game was <laughs> – what are you laughing at? <laughs> this game was so fun in so many ways. We've t- talked about it. But just when you go into a game, sometimes you guys have to create the energy. It just came to you in this one. Like the crowd was 
uh, amazing for this. So when you walk out and realize, okay, this is special, and we had talked about it all week and kind of felt that, how did you use that to your advantage? Uh, we really do have the best fans in the world. And a lot of people can say that about their schools and say that about their teams, but uh, when you look at that atmosphere, you know it's real. And uh, we really do have the best fans. They travel, and I'm sure we're going to have a ton more on uh, Saturday. Uh, but it, it was surreal. And um, it's one of those situations where you have to almost control your emotions because you don't want to you don't want to have too much adrenaline. You don't want to go too crazy to start a game. But um, they gave us a ton of energy throughout the whole game. And uh, I think it really makes a big impact on not only our team, but the teams that we play against. Yoli Childs with more dunks and fewer boring layups in Studio B. I love layups. On BYU Sports Station. <laughs> they count all the I same. I like dunks better. Yes, okay, I, yeah. I like I like the uh, the savvy that he has around the hoop as well. A couple dunkers over here. Okay, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Yoli, you had to sit out and watch your guys play against Kansas and play against Gonzaga the first time and play against St. Mary's the first time. And San Diego State. And San Diego State. You finally got a crack at one of these like elite-level teams. Uh, so what was that like for you emotionally going from, man, sitting out those first four to finally getting your shot? Uh, it just felt so good to be out there with my team. And uh, I think the situations that I've been through this season have helped me not take things for granted. And um, I really enjoy every single moment being out there with my team. And uh, it was definitely hard being an extra coach on the sidelines. I don't know how coaches do it. So uh, I'm sure that's really frustrating for them sometimes. But it just felt so great to be out there and uh, be able to contribute on the court. Let's talk about uh, the player of the year race. We we gave our opinions. I think you were in here for that. Uh, do you feel like you you should win WCC player of the year? Do, do you care? Would that be validating for the group? I do not care at all. I really okay, we'll don't. care for you. Thank you. Appreciate that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I really don't. I mean, um, I would much rather go and win the conference tournament and, and go do big things with this team because um, I wouldn't even, I don't know if I'd even consider myself the player of the team. You know what I mean? We, we have so many guys that bring it every single night. And some nights it's me, some nights it's Jake, some nights it's TJ, some nights it's Dahl, all the way down the list. But um, we do it together. Every single night it's, it's playing for each other and having each other's back. So uh, I, I don't know about the whole the player of the year or like all the team awards, stuff like that. I, I just really want to win and win big with this team. When in this process of coming back did you feel like this team bought into that culture? Because everyone can say it, but we see it. Yeah, I think um, obviously you have individual agendas. It, it would be really weird if people didn't. Um, but it started, I think, with an understanding that when you win big and you win together, your individual agendas take care of themselves. When you're on a winning team, everything gets better in your, in your personal life, in your personal career. Um, so I think it started there, but it really quickly evolved into just a genuine love for each other. I think uh, after our trip to Italy, I think we really uh, were all kind of bought in on just, I'm going to sacrifice and give everything I can to this team. And uh, it's really a special group to be a part of. I just remembered, you know, Zach breaks his foot in Italy, and that was the first of several injuries, right, that you yeah. guys have overcome, which has been incredible that you guys have just continued through this, and it was cool to see Dalton get on the court. You gave him a massive hug yeah, that right was, when he checked out. I didn't see that coming. That was that was really amazing to, to have him back out there one last time, and uh, I'm sure that meant a lot to him and his family. And um, I wish... I wish the fan base, I wish Cougar Nation could see 
what this guy does every day in practice, his leadership on and off the court, his fight, his intensity every single day. And um, he's a huge leader on this team. He inspires me and he inspires all of us. Yo. Uh, shameless plug uh, tonight on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, Kevin, Nixon, Dalton sit down and chat, and then they simulate the 92 shot. Uh, one of them makes it on the first shot. Oh, snap. So uh, was it Kevin or was it Dalton? There's we'll also a feature with Yoli Childs on tonight's Deep BYU Blue Basketball tonight. And you oh, haven't awesome. seen it. I have not. I've seen it. It's oh, yeah? awesome, man. Is it good? You're going to like it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It'll, it'll air tonight. Bring a lot of tissues, Yoli. Yeah. <laughs> Yoli Childs with us on BYU Sports Nation. Winning on Saturday at Firestone Fieldhouse in beautiful Malibu. Locks down a two-seed and a triple bye in the West Coast Conference Tournament for BYU basketball. What does Pepperdine do that has your attention the most? Uh, it's it's going to be a huge game, and uh, that, that bye is going to be uh, really big, and we're shooting for that. But uh, the way they move the ball, they're – uh, their ability to have five guys on the court almost at all times that can pass, dribble, and shoot is huge. Uh, they're very similar to us in that aspect where uh, they're hard to guard because there's not necessarily guys that you can help off of. And uh, they have a lot of guys that can really get it going. Colby Ross is an unbelievable player. Both the Edwards brothers are incredible. So uh, we really got to be locked in one through five and be ready to help each other on the defensive end. Did you get cookies Saturday? Did I get cookies Saturday? You talked about it, remember? <sighs> I actually Someone didn't. said, how are you going to celebrate? No. Nope. I didn't. But some cookie company Crumble. was – No, don't say the name. Oh, my bad. They were hitting me up on Twitter. You guys – where's the camera? Which right, one's right that? Here, right. You guys can't do that. <laughs> I've already missed so many games. He's already missed I nine don't need plus it. four. I, I will not accept any free anything. <laughs> ever. A cookie company, Spencer. A co- I, I'm sorry. I I'm, so sca- I'm so scared of those guys. I, I, I understand. Listen. You, I understand. You're what? Um, uh, five weeks away from being able to go get all the I'm not, No comment. <laughs> After you win the national title. Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, BYU Sports Nation, karma boost to you. Yes. Pepperdine. Thank you. Go win that. Take, and then, take uh, that energy, that karma to Firestone Fieldhouse. Rock that place, man. Let's yeah. go. Appreciate we'll, uh, it. Be in Vegas. Awesome. But you won't until like 13 days from now. After <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a minute. Okay, awesome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, guys. I'll have random cookies for anybody available in June. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no comment. Coming up, another Cougar team earns a top 10 ranking. And another big jump by BYU basketball in one of those notable tournament resume metrics. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hey, we can be bought. After a season-high 25 points from Brenna Drollinger, the women's basketball team looks to finish the regular season strong, second-to-last game against Pepperdine Thursday night, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Again, happy 31st birthday to Jimmer Fredette. We just talked with Yoli Childs. He left the studio and made it very clear. He's abiding by the NCAA principles. Well, yeah. (laughs) No cookies, man. Cookies! (laughs) Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Yoli Childs is the College Insider Lute Olsen National Player of the Week and WCC Player of the Week after 40 points and 21 rebounds in two wins against Santa Clara and number two Gonzaga. BYU plays at Pepperdine Saturday afternoon. BYU men's basketball still at number 14 in the latest net rankings. Up a spot to 14 yesterday, and holding strong, Andy Katz also has BYU as his national team of the week following a 13-point upset over then-second-ranked Gonzaga. From the Athletic, Ken Palm gives BYU 
Honorable mention in listing 12 teams enjoying their best seasons in modern college hoops history. Wait, are you saying Ken Palm's athletic? What are you saying? I said Ken Palm of the athletic. Oh, it just happened really fast. So it sounded like athletic Ken Palm. Like no, he's no, no. Athletic. I don't know his athletic. From I would... the athletic, Ken, Ken Palm. Palm. There yeah, we go. More of a space there. <laughs> Volleyball. Mickey Yaoyaiden is the MPSF Defensive Player of the Week. Had 11 blocks in uh, six sets. And three digs uh, last week in sweeps against Concordia and USC. Cougar host Stanford Saturday on BYU TV. Track and field. I just want to say, Miki, Miki, yourself. Yeah. My mind. Hey, Miki. Hey, Miki. <laughs> BYU women's track and field. Up to number nine in the country. Highest nine. indoor national ranking since 2012. So track and field ranked ninth. BYU volleyball ranked second. BYU Gymnastics was 15th. I think now the RQS has come out there at number 19, but still, BYU Men's Basketball at number 17. This is an incredible, incredible time at BYU. Me likey. Yeah. Softball. Senior outfielder Riley Jensen McFarland, USA, is the WCC Player of the Week. After hitting 429 in five games, six runs, seven RBIs, and two homers, Cougars play like baseball did last week. Cal Poly on Thursday. Golf. BYU Men's Golfer Rhett Rasmussen qualifies for the McKenzie Tour. Nice. PGA Tour Canada over the weekend after finishing third at the USA Central Q School on Friday, February 21st. Nobody is surprised. Rhett the Jet can absolutely ball, asking Peter Quest for perfection. Was that an English accent for the Canada, or just like a formal English? It's just, like, like, just what, a formal golf like Ameri- accent, yes. Yeah, American English. The McKenzie Tour. Yeah. Whoa, Tour is not American. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and the women's team plays day two in the Gold Rush today in Seal Beach, California. Anique Hakskiewicz. And Alicia May Mateo are tied for eighth after the first day. And two over the team currently in sixth place. Gymnastics. Shannon Evans nominated for the 2020 AAI Award, the most outstanding senior female gymnast. She's one of 33 nominees. She's an elite company, and she deserves it. Whoa, 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 elite? Yes. Yeah, she's. She is elite. She's, she's all American. She's better than Mitch was ever seen. <laughs> Cougars in Pro Hoops. Kyle Collinsworth had 14 points, five boards for the Salt Lake City Stars and a 140-110 loss Whoa, to the Stockton Kings in the G League. BYU, yes, confirmed 19th in the gymnastics. Uh, a rough night for uh, the Utah Jazz franchise overall, huh? Losing <laughs> by 20 to the Phoenix Suns and uh, the Stars lose by 30 to yeah. <laughs> Eric Mika's Stockton Bad Kings. Bad night for Los Jazz. <laughs> it's a great Jazz. day for BYU basketball. Because of what has been happening recently. And that takes us to our resume update. In the net rankings, we just mentioned it. BYU holding strong at number 14. The most important metric as uh, determined by the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee. BYU at 16 in Ken Palm, 18 in BPI. All the same, 20 in the Sagar, and that stays the same. Strength of record, still 24. But Jerem... KPI finally in the mix. Oh, we can mention you now. They're finally in the mix. BYU goes from 39 to 27, up 12 spots. Welcome to the party, KPI. What took so long? Still 27? Come on, you're the lowest. Uh, 20, yeah, 23 and 7 record. BYU 7 and 7 and quad 1 and 2 combined. Remember those the good wins. BYU's gone on the road. BYU's win versus number 3 on the resume. I mean, that win is going to do wonders on Selection 74. What is the capability of this team? It's to beat Gonzaga. Yes. Like yes. That, that is yeah. a, that is a championship contending team in the final four. That's not like, hey, that's like a second round win. That is as good of a win as BYU could possibly have. If BYU can 
crazily do it again in Vegas. Now we're talking about BYU being like a four seed. Wow. And that can Whoa. be amazing. BYU hoping to avoid uh, a quad three or quad four loss. Uh, Pepperdine uh, and BYU 15 and 0 in that regard. Pepperdine is a quad two at the moment. This could fall to quad three because they're kind of hovering at the end of quad two. Uh, you got to be in the top 135. BYU, uh, Pepperdine is 132. The urgency is real. And, uh, I mean, at least I got that from Yoli Childs yeah, yes. and in that interview. Firestone Field, that was the place where BYU's lost they several They know games. that. Yeah. And I like that there's a full week between the Gonzaga and Pepperdine games. Yes. Mail it in for a couple days, then dial it back in. Fine. Emotionally. You can, you can moved, celebrate. They've moved on, but we don't, we don't have to move on ever. We're not on the team. BYU in all Although 103 brackets in bracket matrix, 6.09 average seed, high of four, low of eight. Coming up, speaking of not moving on, top five Tuesday, the top five plays or moments from the Gonzaga game. And baseball season is upon us. Yeah. We're eight games in. Jared Lesser of a very talented BYU baseball pitching staff will join us in Studio B. It's about beating the Lobos now. This is BYU Sports Nation. They've won all three appearances with him. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, BYU Baseball, back on the road this week. They go to Albuquerque to face New Mexico. Again, they've already played them a couple of times. Listen to the game on BYU Radio 107.9 FM or the BYU Cougars app on Thursday at 5 Eastern. Our boy Jason Shepard hitting the road with baseball. Go on that Breaking Bad tour, Jason. Self-guided. I, yeah, I got to do it. Better Call Saul, the, the pilot came out Sunday night. I haven't watched it. I got to watch Self-guided. Sorry, the pilot. No, the season premiere. Yes, BYU head to the land, headed to the land of enchantment, not the land of the enchanted, as uh, was once uh, said by a president of the United States. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> and they're looking for their first one against New Mexico. Dropped the first two games to the Lobos in close fashion. Yeah, 5-4, 2 nothing. Joining us now to talk about how to beat New Mexico is BYU baseball pitcher Jared Lesser. Jared, welcome to Studio B. Jared. How are you guys? Thanks we're awesome, me. man. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing great. As are you and your team, 5-3. and three. Uh, I did mention the, the two losses to New Mexico. We'll get to that in a moment. But a group of cardiac cougs. What's the superstition secret that's paying off in late innings for BYU baseball? I have no idea. It would be a lot easier if we could just get it done in the first couple innings. You know, it's a little nerve-wracking to finally start scoring some runs in about the seventh, eighth inning and, and almost like a come-from-behind victory every single time. It's been right like now. sack flies in the eighth, and then you guys win a 14-inning game that like goes into the Gonzaga game Saturday. So yeah. you guys, I think you guys should have uh, hurried up a little more. You could have watched the game earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was it was tough to miss that, and... And all the excitement that was going on with the basketball team. And, you know, we just got to watch highlights and, and check it out after the game. So so what is it about this team that makes you guys so good, able to rally and come back and win late? I would just say, like, team victories really right now. I mean, if you look at our lineup cards at the end of games, I mean, we have, like, seven, eight guys coming in to sub and pitch hit. I mean, you got guys, defensive substitutions for an inning, um, pitchers coming in throwing to one batter, pitchers coming in and throwing four innings. You know, it's really it's really just been a team win and everybody just kind of coming together for the team and, and getting it done. Yeah, the 14-inning uh, marathon against Cal Poly on Saturday night is memorable. What is a game like that for a pitching staff? How, how do you balance that and manage that? I mean, the biggest thing for, like, a pitching staff is just, like, you know, who's next? You know, it's like anybody who's struggling a little bit, you know, guys get on, especially a close game and extra innings. It's like, okay, we got to hurry up and rotate the next guy out. I mean, we had – Position players getting ready to come in and throw. Mitch McIntyre, starting center fielder, he comes in and throws an inning. Um, and then you got guys who threw the game before the nine inning game that we lost ten to nothing. 
guys are warming up, going to the game again. Cooper McKeon um, pitching back-to-back, Tyson Heaton pitching back-to-back games. So it's just really all hands on deck, who's ready to go, you know, who can throw an inning, a couple I've, pitches. I've been impressed by the freshmen. For sure. Who have come in and and been lights out, especially against Oregon State. It was like the last three or four pitchers. They're all freshmen, and they got the win. Yeah, I mean, cold-blooded, man. I mean, you got to have nerves of steel to go in, especially a team against Oregon State. You know, easily could be a little intimidated making, you know, a couple guys making their debuts against Oregon State. And just to go in there and just just trust their stuff, man, and and just get it done for us. Every win feels good, but which of the five wins that you have piled up this year has been the best overall for the team, do you think? Overall, for me, I would say probably the Gonzaga game. You know, starting off the season, big win against a conference opponent. You know, set the tone for hoops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonzaga's Um, picked to win the conference, no less. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, we kind of proved that wrong, but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of balls to be played. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But I mean, even just like I mean, we came back from them. You know, they they threw a really good left-handed pitcher with a good changeup. I mean, and then as soon as we got him off, you know, we just grinded some at bats, got him off the mound, and and then just took over from there. So. Let's talk about you. Six four, two twenty, senior from Price, Utah State Eastern. Yes, sir. So played in your hometown, and now you're at BYU. What led you to come to Provo? Um, honestly, the coaching staff. Um, you know, like when I came on visits and stuff, they really just made me feel accepted. Um, and then, and then being close to home, you know, being able for my family to come up and see me play often, um, and go back home and visit a little bit. So. Uh, do you- can you play wide receiver on the football team? You're six four, two twenty. Jaron Hall could throw you some passes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, not anymore. My football days are over. <laughs> Jared Lesser, BYU baseball player, yes, is sir. with us on BYU Sports oh, Nation, yeah. an outstanding pitcher. What makes this team unique compared to all of the other teams that you've been a part of, whether it be BYU or not? What makes this year's team unique? I would say the biggest thing that makes us unique right now is a lot of young guys. I mean, we have... I mean, we have three seniors, and, I mean, all of us don't even feel like veterans because all of us are junior college transfers. So, I mean, this is my second year. For a lot of guys, it's their second year. It's their first year. Um, And even, like, a majority of our juniors, you know, just coming off a two-year mission. So then, you know, they've only been back on the team for another two years too. So it really feels like everybody's just really young, which I think is is really unique for us and and gives us that opportunity of, like, a lot of growth, a lot of guys get some playing time and really kind of, like, find their spot. What are your uh, what are your pitches and what's your best pitch? So I throw I kind of throw like a cut fastball and then I have a slider curveball and then kind of a changeup. So I would say my best pitch is cut fastball and a slider for sure. Who influenced you as a pitcher growing up? Who influenced me as a pitcher? Whether it was pros or coaches or anything like that. Um, honestly, a pitcher that I really looked up to is a pitcher from my hometown. His name's Brady Martinez. Um, he was in the Yankees organization. Worked with me as a young kid and. And just really like looked at him as like a kid from Price who actually you know made it. So, you know, I really looked up to him a little bit, and and he really helped me a lot with pitching growing up. I love going inside the mind of a pitcher because, as you mentioned, you have to have nerves of steel in some high pressure situations. So let's put you in a hypothetical scenario: bases <laughs> loaded, full count, two down, late inning, game's tied. What's happening in your mind? I don't even just get the guy out. Really, I mean. Just throw your best pitch, trust your stuff, um, trust the guys behind you. I mean, that's the biggest thing um, as a pitcher, just being able to trust the defense behind you. Um, even if you do miss a spot, you know, guys are going to make guys are going to make a play for you. So really just just throw a strike. <laughs> you have three appearances. BYU's won all three games. Should you play more? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, uh, I mean, you know, I trust the coaches, the game plan and everything that they've got. Um, 
you know, I did the little closing thing against Gonzaga, started against Oregon State, and then the fourth game against Cal Poly. So, you know, really it's just whenever I'm called upon, whenever whenever they need me in whatever situation, you know, I, I just want to be ready to go and help my team win. How do you approach that mentally? Because I, th- I think right now you're what, the, the, the early week starter? Yeah. Is that where you're at? Like a, yeah, like the midweek, midweek starter. Midweek starter and then yeah, like, yeah. A, like a reliever of sorts. You closed one game, right? Mm-hmm. Mentally, how do you approach, okay, this game I may be this, but another game I may be that? I mean, it's all in like the preparation. So like if I was getting ready for a start, you know, it's like the day before, I might not throw that much. Day before that, you know, get a bullpen in. Um, but when you're going into like a closing situation, like a weekend series, if I was like a closer, late reliever, reliever, whatever, um, really it's just like keeping your arm fresh all the time, really getting a lot of long toss in. And just, you know, really being engaged in the game and ready to go at any time. Jared Lesser is more. I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> you waited till the I, end. I, you know, I, I can respect that. that that's I, not the first time. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Four games with New Mexico coming up. We mentioned you lost the first two of them in hard-fought battles. What's the scouting report on how to get it done against the Lobos? I would say really just, just get on their pitching early. Um, you know, we kind of – and that's kind of been like a little bit of a struggle so far right now is just a little bit of hitting. But, I mean – you know, pitchers just keep doing what we're doing, honestly. Um, just keeping up, pounding the zone, you know, working early ahead of counts. And, I mean, just really letting guys work for us behind us and, and just kind of get on their pitching early, for sure. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. It's good luck uh, in the uh, upcoming games. And do you mind signing our flag? No, yeah, for sure. Okay, awesome. All right, Thanks, Jared, Jared Lesser in Studio from B. Price, man. You know who else is from Price? President Worthen. President and Sister Worthen. Yep. And they know I love press. Coming up, <laughs> rise and shout outs. Who gets them? And our top five Tuesday. What makes the list? This is BYU Sports Nation. Awesome. That's it. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the podcast. Uh, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. It is time for our Top 5 Tuesday featuring the top five plays or moments from BYU's epic win against second-ranked Gonzaga. After the game, Mark Few, Gonzaga head coach, talked about BYU was tougher. This was a play that was tough. Number five, Zach Selyus decides... That ball is mine. Give it to me. He just rips the ball away from Gonzaga guard Ryan Woldridge. This steal led directly to a Jake Toulson three that put BYU up 13 with 14.06 to go. So he said 12 points and five rebounds. Look at that. Look Give at me that. I'm on the ground. Give me that. That's mine. That's my basketball. Transition just three. Took it away. To cap it off. Oh, Bang. the electricity. That, I love that, it. The sportsing was high in that moment. At number four, speaking of Jake the Make Toolson, this one from Springville. He <laughs> <laughs> was in my backyard. <laughs> he was shooting from Jimmer Range on multiple occasions. That gave the Cougars an 11 point lead. He had five threes in the game, finished with 17 points and four steals. Yeah, Jake! Let's go! Number three, Alex Barcelo. He only had three points. But he connected when it mattered most. He had his only three of the game with 4.42 left and put BYU up eight. That was a big shot. They doubled down on the uh, strong side on Yoli Childs, which is just idiotic when the dude's a 50% three-point shooter. I love the guts on AB to take that shot and make that shot in that scenario. He ain't scared. At number two, senior night, of course, the Zags. It's only fitting that Yoli Child scores his last two points in the Marriott Center like that. An emphatic man-child's dunk to seal the game. 28 points, 10 rebounds, fifth double-double of the season. You think BYU's better when Yoli Childs is in the lineup? 
And you remember what he said on the show earlier? I don't know how grudges do this. That when they, they don't dunk? What? It's just not as fun. Not as fun. And the top moment from BYU and Gonzaga. The Cougars snap Gonzaga's 40-game West Coast Conference Holy regular season cow. win streak. Their road win streak. They do it on senior night. First-ranked matchup between the two teams. The court storm was fantastic. Time expires. Bang. Linger longer was in effect. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest win for BYU hoops in the last nine years. Likely that's the case. Maybe number one Gonzaga in the world. We can argue. But this was an incredible experience. And well done. The Rock deserved this. And from all accounts, no one got hurt, which is good. It's always a little scary. But um, if you watch Spencer Linton's live Periscope, you enjoyed that as well. Random people coming up to us, excited, high-fiving What's up, everybody. Guys? Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Spencer. I love I'm it like, when people, I'm Jeremy. Yeah. That's all right. I love it when people are like, yeah. nice job, man. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Thanks. Dude, uh, after the game, Jake Tolson, uh, I was like, hey, nah, you know, we're chatting. And after he goes, he, he, he dabs me up and he goes, congrats. <laughs> I'm like. You mean for you? He was sincere when He's he said, I, I, mean, I mean congratulations for everybody involved with BYU. Because yeah, he, he okay. knew the magnitude of what it meant to each and every BYU fan and fan supporter. And fantastic. That's crazy. Yes. Fan, fantastic. Yeah. What, what, is, what is it in Italian? Fantastici. I can't remember. I need Jonathan Tavernari. Help me out, language expert. I just expert. say Davide Gardini. That's the only one. I Dave Garden? Yeah, D- David Garden. Our question Someone of the day. Someone told me, you know Garden's not Garden, right? And I was like, yes. Gardini? Yeah, yes, he knows. <laughs> all, all good. Our question of the day. Uh, what's the best win that BYU's had? Is it Gonzaga on Saturday or back to 2011 against San Diego State in the Marriott Center? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Dave Huck. Dave? Says... Against second-ranked Gonzaga, rewatched both games, and oh. it seemed after every single basket made on Saturday, the crowd was deafening, more so than 2011. The additional theatrics put on in the arena and music was way more hyped, in my opinion. Tent City was crazy. BYU Sports Station game day on the court. That was fun, and I think Dave was there. It's pretty cool. Rise and shoutouts. Yoli Childs, come back to BYU. Yes, How fun Yoli. is that guy? Thank you, Yoli. How meaningful is that? And to BYU fans and their passion. Uh, you make this so much fun. So thank you for all you do and the energy you bring. Our thanks to today's guests, Yoli Childs and Jared Lesser. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. For Jeremy Spencer, shout out to Greg Kite. Watch BYU basketball with Mark Pope tonight. Produced by Jerem Jordan. He's the man. No, you're the man. No, Yoli Childs.